Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Culture. Hi guys, welcome to a new Winter Cults and Culture and today's Minnesota. So just to give you a bit of an update on what I've been watching and anything I've been playing or listening to and things like that. Um, so mainly what I've been doing is uh, re-watching the Fast and Furious films. I started off with the Fast and the Furious and I've made my way up to Fast and Furious, the fourth <laughs> title um, of the series. And I don't know if anyone's seen these uh, again recently, but... It's very strange, one, watching them back to back, but also um, it's very much of its day, but also it's like really very homoerotic. And I know there's kind of a sense of a bromance thing, obviously, between Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, but some of it is that overly macho where it goes like full circle and becomes a bit, you know, a lot of like puffing chests out, but speaking really closely. Um, A lot of people like giving looks to each other, and all this, and it's like, I think they're trying to, like, be hard, but it just looks like they're just checking each other out. Um, And there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that, and, like, calling Paul Walker pretty boy and all this stuff in the first one. Um, It's like there's a scene where Paul, right at the beginning, Paul Walker's sitting in the um, cafe thing with the sister Mia, and he's like, I want a tuna sandwich, whatever, some lame script writing bits in there. And then Dom's, like, in the back, and all you can see is, like, his bald, shiny head and his, like, bulky body. And it's like Paul Walker is literally trying to look past the the daughter, the sister, um, to look at Vin Diesel. And it's like, what's he... Like, obviously, it makes sense in terms of the film, but it's like, this is really weird to watch. Um, Yeah, and looking back at it, I always thought Too Fast, Too Furious is the worst one. And at the moment, it's still looking that way. But it was a bit more enjoyable than what I thought. Um, so yeah, like the, the Fast and the Furious, the first one, I think is actually a really decent film. And I didn't realize until the end of it, I was like, this is basically just point break with cars. Um, and maybe everyone knew that, but, uh, you know, I went to see this in the cinema and, um, like 2001, I think it was released and yeah, it still stands up. I think, um, I think the pacing of it is really good. And I think the car chases are cool. 
Um, but yeah, and it's very much about uh, the relationship between him and Dom and the gang and, and all this stuff. And I liked that and the kind of inner turmoil he's having between like, is he, um, you know, is he turn on these guys or whatever? And he, but he feels like a real um, closeness to them. He feels like he's a bit more accepted there than maybe his, his job. So all that was quite interesting. Um, too Fast, Too Furious. They bring on, they keep with Paul Walker, Vin Diesel and that lot aren't in it. And they have Tyrone, who's um, Paul Walker's mate, who I always remember being like, he's the funny guy, right? In this, he's like constantly angry. He comes up with some jokes, but he is like, he's supposed to be like super hard. I mean, he talks about being in prison and being like, you've got to stare people down, all this stuff. And it's like, you know, whatever. Um, and generally the story is really, really like late 80s, early 90s. It's very flat. It's very much, you got to beat the drug kingpin. Um, who's actually all right. Eva Mendes is like very strange in it, but there's all these like very, like people would call it misogynistic shots of like women, like women's bodies um, and all that. Uh, and, you know, they're hanging off all these like really ugly guys. Um, but I guess, you know, that was part of what, you know, this young male fantasy that were the main audience for these, for these films. And, too Fast and Furious feels very bright. It feels a bit more colourful. Um, it doesn't feel as filmic to me, but also, like, it feels quite cheap. The stunts don't look as good um, or any of that. And, it f- like, it feels, like, as if there wasn't really, like, a script. Like, some bits were, like, improvised or something like that because it feels very, like, unfocused. And I think that's it's quite messy. It's got a very, like, lame plot. And the script isn't that great. And I think that's why it falls apart. The action sequences, as I said, it does look a bit cheap. I think they're okay. And I quite like some of the shots of like, you know, it feels like a bit cartoonish, like um, a bit like, (laughs) there's like an anime sense of like the cars moving, like all the stuff gets like stretched and it zooms in from one car to another. Um, And that element of speed is good. But yeah, overall as a film, it's not that great. And also it's like, the acting is just awful for some of the people. They had... um, I can't remember her name now, but she's Steve uh, Aoki's, uh, Devin Aoki, I think, um, Steve Aoki's sister. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. And um, yeah, she's in it and it's just like awful. And then she gets like one thing at the, near the beginning and she's like, okay, girls, come on, let's do it. Woo. And I was like, oh, oh maybe cringe. It's so awful. Um, and I believe she's like just married like one of the richest people in the world or something, some kind of um, Wall Street banker. Um and yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's um, not particularly standalone enough, but yeah, it's a very basic film. And then Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which was one of my favourites of the series. And now looking back at it, I'm like, I don't really know. I think the only reason why that was is because it has got some really cool shots and it's Justin Lin who directed it, who went on to do more of the Fast and Furious, and, um, which is fine. It's good. Uh, but for me, I think I fell in love with Tokyo and it's very good at showing Tokyo. Um, it's very neon, very cool. It has a, more of the culture without it being too like, like a tourist, like touristy, like, oh, here's Japan. It has a bit of that, but it feels like a bit more real, even though obviously it's ridiculous and over the top. Um, and I liked the story better. I like the idea that, you know, and the main guy is just like this ugly Texan guy who's guy from um, Friday Night Lights or whatever. And, um, 
yeah, like really horrible, ugly, like redneck-ish kind of guy. And he's just been taken to this completely new environment. Um, and it's everything's like slick and cool and all the Japanese are really cool and it looks great. And the whole idea of drifting. And I remember like in the gaming culture, um, technology advanced to a point where drifting in games was, was an, it felt like a new thing anyway. Like a lot of the need for speeds, whatever, and all this were doing it. Um, and so, yeah, kind of fed into that a little bit. And drifting itself, people hadn't really, you know, I suppose unless you actually like a race or whatever, you don't really know what it is, but it's um, it looks quite cool. And I think they show it off in quite a cool way. Um, but the main guy is just like an idiot essentially and then it becomes like a weird 80s you know kind of rocky style thing um which isn't necessarily a bad thing i think the love interest and i think the the story gets like it kind of like falls apart in the middle in the middle act um and never really recovers so it's it's okay um and it's got that you know the death of one of the major characters and so in case you haven't watched it or whatever um and i was kind of looking out because they'd come back to it in one of the later films. And I was looking out for what that might be. Um, if, you know, if they, because the car that kills one of the characters um, is driven by a character that doesn't get introduced for another like three films or something. Um, and yeah, I was trying to look and someone does open like the passenger, the driver door um, of the car uh, that hits the guy. And that doesn't tally up with what happens later, but I guess it doesn't matter. It's obviously, it's just a, it's just a film. It's Fast and Furious. You're not supposed to think any kind of realism. But um, yeah, it was interesting to look back on. And then um, saw Fast and Furious, the reboot. And I thought this wasn't as good as what I remembered. I remembered absolutely nothing about this one. I was like, I can't even remember. Like, they're not in Brazil. That's five, I think. Um, and this one felt bigger. Um, I quite liked a lot of the action scenes. I like the fact they got Dom and Paul Walker or whatever back together and it's a bit like that, but it didn't really have that um, connection that I would say the first one had, which is, which I thought was really good. And actually I think it's probably the best out of the four maybe. Um, and yeah, the plot again was a little bit thin. I didn't really didn't like the bad guy. He was completely unintimidating and not in a cool way. He thought he was really cool. And I was just like, this guy is not cool. Um, and all the bad guys, I was like, it doesn't even ever feel like a threat. So it never really like, it didn't feel like much was on the line and I didn't really like the story that much, but it'd be interesting how I feel going back to fast five. Cause I'm, I want to kind of see them all before I go into, uh, fast nine. And yeah, I've been watching all these on 4k as well and it looks pretty lush. So what else have I seen? Um, I saw the nightingale, which is a... How would you call it? It's like a revenge story, I suppose, set in Australia in like, I don't know, the early 1800s, maybe. And uh, the, the British are there um, colonising it, I guess, with all our um, prisoners. And very tough to watch some parts of that. Um, and it was quite a slow burn, kind of paid off at the end, not really. Um but it was a very interesting film. I wouldn't go as far as to say I would recommend it. Um, but if you're looking for something a bit like, you know, not a hardcore in terms of, um, you know, gory or anything like that, but like it is a tough watch. It's very dramatic. Um, and it, it kept me entertained throughout. But 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I, I, think, I think apart from like two scenes, which will probably stay with me forever... It was actually, the rest of it was rather forgettable. Um, and I really wanted it to be more, maybe it's like a bloodlust or something within me, but it didn't feel like it satisfied me as much as I wanted it to. Um, but really quite well directed and acted and all this stuff. And the fact, you know, to make it through these scenes, I was like, hey, you know, it's very bold, very brave in that sense. Um, so uh, I've been watching also the Netflix series Cheer, about group of cheerleaders I recommended it to a friend of mine and he thought I was mad for liking it but I quite enjoy the idea of like you know these kids all working really hard at something and it kind of you know is it going to happen is it going to happen will they win won't they win um towards the end and the idea that this is their lives but they all come from like broken homes and you know different backgrounds but yet there's this sheen that's given to cheerleading where it's like we're happy pristine everything's like just so um and yet they're not really like that at all. They don't come from those backgrounds. So there's an element of like, I don't know, like almost like the American dream a little bit, I suppose. But then there's a sadness to it as well, because it's like, well, what do you do afterwards? Like, where do you go? Like cheerleading isn't like a full-time, it's not a career choice really for a lot of people. Um, but, uh, you know, this, it doesn't really matter because it's taught you like discipline and how to work hard. And it's, you know, got you fit and healthy and all this. So all that stuff is interesting, but it's just a nice like character thing. And I think it was quite an easy watch, especially after Nightingale. Um, playing wise, I've been playing a lot of Bloodborne still. I had to take a bit of a break just because it was getting um, 
bit stressful. Uh, so I've been doing the Back to the Future game, which I promised myself years and years ago I'd uh, play and complete. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So I'm on episode three, and then there's five episodes of that. And this was Telltale's first game, I believe. And they went on to do the Walking Dead games and all this. So, and it's good. Um, they've got Christopher Lloyd to do the voice. And the guy who does Marty's voice isn't, as far as I know, doesn't, uh, he's not on the credits anyway, Michael J. Fox, but sounds exactly like him. So really, really well done. Um, and yeah, I've really enjoyed it. So I would still, it's like dated because it's like, you know, 2000 and what? nine or something like that i think it was released so you know it's like 11 years ago whatever now so it's obviously um and there's a graphical thing to it but i enjoyed playing it and it's like i think it's that part of me which is like a very logistical problem solving side and this is what it is there's no stress pause it whenever you don't fail or anything like that you just kind of have to work it out work out the little puzzles and you know if it's a problem you can get hints um which i try not to do but sometimes it's a bit like I'm not sure what it's asking me to do. Um, you know, just point me in the right direction. And it does do that. It doesn't just tell you where it is. It starts off with like a little clue and then it's like, mm, here's a further thing. And then I think the last one is just like, here's what you need to do. Um, but yeah, it's quite interesting. So I've also, I also watched Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn or whatever it's called, The Emancipation of Harley Quinn or now Harley Quinn Birds of Prey or whatever they've changed it to again. Mm-hmm. And I quite liked it. I like Harley Quinn as a character, I like the action scenes. Um, I think, I don't understand why DC is so obsessed with having these little crews, if you know what I mean, like uh, groups of people. It's like, just make a Harley Quinn movie. It's like, well, this is a Harley Quinn movie. It's like, well, there's things like, you know, too much time was given to the cop. I didn't find it very interesting. Like the, um, this one called the Puntress or whatever. You know, that was interesting. Not given enough time. <laughs> um, I didn't feel like anyway. And then, you know, loads of time given to, funny enough, the Nightingale, whatever it was called, um, the singer. And she was a really bad actress. And I was like, I don't know, why am I spending so much time with her? Ewan McGregor was great. I just feel like it it, it had it all there. Um, but it was supposed to be like this girl gang movie, but that doesn't really happen towards until towards the end. So... You know, it kind of doesn't feel like it's earned as much as it should be. And I would have just been happy having this as like a Harley Quinn thing with like one or two side characters rather than this whole thing of like, hey, come on, girls, work together. We're a group. We're a gang. We're the birds of prey. Didn't need it. Just make a Harley Quinn film. Um, So I think that if they kind of stripped it back a little bit, not necessarily made it shorter or taken that much out, but just kind of cut the fat maybe a little bit, it would have been cool because there's a lot of like jumping around in the timeline and like and you know it's very like fourth wall breaking she speaks Harley Quinn speaks to you as the audience and you know winks at the camera and things like that um it's like you know she's like oh well hold on back up I've got to kind of explain this a little bit and you're like okay I don't mind that it's a bit 90s if you ask me doing stuff like that but um uh yeah I was just like yeah it's you know it's okay it's okay um who else? Uh, Dora, Lost City of Gold for any parents out there. Uh, a lot better than what I expected it to be. Um, it's basically Indiana Jones light. So if you kind of think Indiana Jones is too old for your kids, but you want something similar and you want that kind of action and all, there's a little bit of, you know, um, endangerment and all this stuff, you know, uh, or, you know, they're getting sucked into quicksand or whatever, things like that. 
Um, but, you know, it to be with like a child's focus, uh, you know, vision or whatever, lens, I should say, sorry, um, through it, then, yeah, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. It was good. I quite liked it. Um, and, yeah, that's all I've been kind of watching and playing. So, basically, there's a bit more news I'm going to give about um, the podcast series itself. Uh, just because of time, other time commitments, I was hoping that um, I'd basically be able to, this would kind of uh, get a few more listens than it probably actually has done. But, um, and also through Patreon, whatever. But I've had to kind of up my work, basically, my you know actual paid work. So episodes will now be um, every fortnight, I think. Uh, we'll keep it up every week for the next next little bit. Um, but then I'll change it to every fortnight and I might still put episodes maybe like this every other week or something like that. Um, depending on, on what's kind of happening and I will try still to put, you know, maybe a weekly episode out, um, or have something in there, or maybe if I'm able to future proof enough episodes or whatever, I can kind of still do it as a weekly thing. But I think realistically it's going to be more of a fortnightly main episode um on top of that the episodes will also be shorter so what i'll do for instance and i'll probably do this um the first one of this will probably be dark souls 3 because i need to start talking about that before i completely forget it if you guys even want to you know hear about it i'll do a very kind of short summation of the um, game or whatever and chat about it uh um overall and all a little bit to it but i won't do a deep dive um, it'll be a lot more general. And then I'll have an extended episode um, on the same subject that uh, will just be on Patreon. Um, because I think that people don't really aren't listening to the end of the episodes. Maybe they're too long. Um, so, yeah, just to make it easier for everyone, um, then, yeah, the episodes will be a bit shorter and maybe there'll be a bit less chat uh, around it, which might um, you know, get people listening to it more. Um also, I will probably be trying to release now more niche podcast series, but um, I will have this as the hub. So if you subscribe to this, keep keep the subscription going, obviously, um, and everything will kind of feed into here. Uh, it might be a case of I might do like um, me and my friend would talk, talk about doing a Death Note series and I've been wanting to do this Twin Peaks series, maybe an X-Files series and all this stuff. Um, and you know, not necessarily all that, but like branching off into these different areas and, um, keep this as kind of like a bag for the, the lot of it. Um, but yeah, hopefully some of you guys will kind of go into the directions that, um, and subscribe to the other series that will be kind of happening. But if not, you can always, you know, just keep this subscription here and you'll hear about whatever you need to. And I'll be putting up, obviously, the odd episode from these series anyway, so you get this kind of sense of um, if you want to listen to more of it. Um, and just because uh, this hasn't really seemed to found a home, so I'm hoping that um, by doing more niche ones under this umbrella, um, it'll kind of suck people into the new winter ecosystem, let's say, and they can then adventure into the other parts of it. Um, so less stuff on here, uh, but more stuff generally, um, but trying to focus it all a little bit more. So that's kind of it. Um, again, uh, you know, I want to think that there's like a demand for this stuff. So do go to patreon.com slash new winter to show your support or just leave us a review. Um, I'm on Twitter and, 
Reddit a lot as well. Um, so feel free to go to that. Um, but yeah, I've just got to keep things realistic and, you know, think about priorities and what's actually achievable. Uh, send me a, po- uh, send me a podcast, send me an email if you like, a new into podcast at gmail.com. Um, or don't, it's fine. So thanks guys. And yeah, see you later. Culture. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.